Welcome, horrible people, to the Horrible Opinions Podcast, and I'm back again as your host, Kenny. I'm here too, Daniel, and I totally watched this movie. I'm Synth Music Ryan. He is. And today, we are talking about My Best Friend's Exorcism. wants to give me the synopsis oh, of me me, me 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 okay ryan nope yeah i'm going so this <laughs> here we go three weeks before her 28th birthday new york city food critic julianne jules potter receives a call from her lifelong friend michael o'neill a chicago sports writer years earlier the two agreed that if they were both unmarried by age 28 they would marry each other michael tells her that in four days he will marry beautiful kimmy wallace a college student eight years his junior whose father owns the chicago white Sox. realizing that michael is the love of her life jules resolves to sabotage his wedding arriving in chicago she reunites with michael and meets kimmy who asks her to be the maid of honor Julie jules schemes to break up the couple but her attempt to humiliate him backfires and there's just a bunch of shenanigans, and then there, I think there's like a song segment where they all break into a song just randomly. How am I doing? Yeah, you nailed it. I mean, that was your best one ever. Wrong movie. What? You, you, t- you showed up for that. Bet my best friend's wedding. Oh, God. Do you mean, thank you, God. Thank you for taking my load. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't burn the best line in the movie at the beginning of the pod. <laughs> I'm too excited, okay? He's so excited. <laughs> Someone else can do the okay. real synopsis if they want. I just had that I, I I had that bit prepared. I'm sorry. He worked really hard on that bit, everybody. I was just reading the Wikipedia synopsis. Now who wants to hit me with the synopsis of the movie we watched? We've got teenage high school students. They're kinda snippy with each other. They take some acid. They're at a friend's cabin. One of them gets possessed. Hilarity ensues. Eighties ensues. It's a good time. When I listed this movie to you all, you didn't watch any trailers or read anything about it, so you're just going off of the title. Title alone, how do you think you guys are going to feel about this movie? I'm either going to enjoy this movie because it knows what it is, or it's going to be another shark side of the moon where it has no idea what it should be. Daniel, any thoughts? Nope. I was concerned myself just because I've read the book and I love the book. And this movie came out at the end of September on Amazon. I haven't really heard people talking about it. So my concern was, oh, God, they didn't live up to the book. Like, they did a bad job. But eh, I enjoyed it. You bring up Shark Side of the Moon real quick. You remember what the IMD rating was for Shark Side of the Moon? Three. It was a three because it was in focus. <laughs> we could hear what they were saying. And I'm pretty sure everyone got paid. <laughs> okay, now... Keep that in mind. They get, they gave this movie a 5.3. That's almost double. Does that seem right to you? If this movie was the entire back half of it, the score would be higher than that. But as it is, you still have that first part, which I thought dragged. I, I see a 5.3, sure. A 6. This is at least twice as good as it is, Shark Side of the Moon. It is more than, I would say it's more than, because it's a movie. I'm just saying if Shark Side of the Moon is a 3, then everything else that exists is a 9. Just by existing, then yes. Yeah, that's pretty much accurate. It didn't hurt my eyes. 
I'm going back on my being okay with the three on Shark Side, and that's now a one. That's now overrated. Because, look, I- I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to watch this movie again. Not to try to sync it up with any soundtracks or anything, just because I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it to try and sync it up with my best friend <laughs> wedding. There you go. I'm going to try to sync it up with episodes of Sesame Street and see what happens. D is for demon. It's good enough for me. I love that this movie is opening with 80s synth music. Oh, fantastic. This- it was a love letter to the 80s. I'd say some people might think that's a little played out and stuff with, you know, Stranger Things craze and all that. Everyone trying to hop on that. But it just it hits every time for me. The only thing rough about the style in this movie was really accenting Abby's eyebrows. <laughs> like a caterpillar crawling across a leaf and onto Abby's forehead, you managed to get that critique out. Well done, well done. Here I was gonna say that I liked how everybody looked because they're slightly weird looking. Not your traditional Hollywood, everybody's beautiful. Oh yes, no, I love that. They don't look like 30 year olds playing high school students. Yeah. They only look like 20 year olds playing high school students, which is refreshing. We got lusty, we got blonde, we got pimples. Aww. See, that's what I loved most. That's what felt most authentic was they felt like high school girls. Like, it was great. We're all good friends, but you listen to them talk to each other and it's like, they hate each other. Are you? (laughs) I'm not a woman. (laughs) What? Okay. Oh, man. This is where you choose to reveal this? This was going to be a down the line. (laughs) We were going to tease little hints throughout episodes. Right, right. We're going to drop that. I'm not a woman and I, I wasn't a girl in high school either. Keep that in mind when I say these felt like real high school girls to me. I'm gonna ask a question. In the 80s. The, the boyfriend. Do either of you know anyone, a human being, who ever acted like that? Because I don't think they exist. You mean like a party boy douchebag? I don't think it exists. I mean, have we met? Yeah, did, have you met Kenny? You want some drugs? Party Boy Central. You want some acid on some stamp? Not once have we dropped acid. This is true. Why is this? I only do that with my friends. Oh, oh shit. Do you have a girlfriend who has a friend? I can punch her in the stomach. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. He got accused of rape. That's a serious thing. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it was a serious thing going off all the adult reactions because drugs are more bigger problem. Oh yeah, no, drugs are the bigger problem in the 80s. She deserved it because she did drugs according to the I'm not saying that. I mean, you just said that. That's what they're saying, okay? I am not saying. And to impl- if you say that someone took drugs, Yeah, you will not drag her name. I will pull your scholarship to this Catholic high school so fast your head will spin. That was a. Did you get that? You get it? The head spinning? You get it? Did you get it? Not only did I get it, my entire time watching this movie, I was drinking pumpkin spice eggnog out of my exorcist mug. Oh. Okay. The look of the movie was fantastic. I love a good throwback to, you know, a fun decade. The cast was great. They all nailed it. Their banter felt good. It seemed believable that that's how they would act. I honestly saw you as a as a Christian Lemon. Yes. Show-stealing, show-favorite, the Lemon Brothers. Oh, my God. Having read the book, my entire time was just me waiting for the Lemon Brothers to show up. In the, in the book, do they lift a cross for, for weights? That whole thing felt accurate to how I remembered it. That was amazing and Kim was sitting next to me the whole time she's like oh my god that is so cringe and I'm like hun <laughs> this is accurate to the era this oh my that is that is so good that is inspirational motivational speech from that time period 
and throwing in the religious aspect and lifting weights like mm, that is so good with jesus by your side and a full set of dumbbells <laughs> when i'm trying to get that last lift done clean and it's weighing down on me and then the weight is lifted off of me i know that's the lord once i saw them in the commercial please 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 weightlifting jesus let them be the exorcists in this movie. Yep. And I got my wish. Not just they, though. It was his little baby boy, Christian, going out on his own, flying solo. One thing you need to know about Christian Lemon. This is the most important thing you need to know about him. He likes yogurt. Oh, my God. He loves yogurt. It is literally finger-licking good. So I have a question. Shoot. Was the, them tapewormy thingies, was that a thing you could get? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Are tapeworms a thing you can get? No, 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 no. Like, is that a thing you could order to give yourself a tapeworm for weight loss? Yes. It's it's frowned upon. It's super unsafe. Oh, really? Why? Um, I don't know that it... I can't imagine. I don't know that it was ever that big. I don't know that it really was like a fad diet, but it was a thing that happened because the more horrifying issues are ignoring the the demon possession is just girls body image issues oh and how easy it is to uh poke at it and make them do extreme things but here's the thing i'm not a girl but <laughs> but when but when you do go full buffalo bill i got it i got Wait, it would I'm you fuck you. him I, exactly. I wouldn't uh i would we get, we get our opening set up. The kids go to one of the kids has a nice little cabin nearby, family cabin, and they go there and they, uh, they're they hanging out. It's supposed to be a girl's weekend. And then our douchey boyfriend shows up, played excellently. I thought that guy nailed that role. Shows up with a little, ah, I'm wearing a mask, I'm a scare you, but hey, I brought drugs. We're going to drop LSD. Yeah, before that, they play with the Ouija board, though. We do have some Ouija board action, which always asking for trouble. And, and it spells out, you know, mine. And then I was like, oh, shit, is this going to turn into a mind movie? Yeah, my, uh, we love mind movies. But it didn't. It didn't. And then boyfriend shows up, brings drugs. We all know when you start taking drugs, that further opens you up to demonic possession. It opens your third eye. Then we go skinny dipping because that's what we do. And we're all sitting around. An hour goes by. We, we're still not tripping on the drugs. We got bad LSD. The kindest friend points out Abby's pizza face as a kind friend would. She takes off running. Gretchen chases after her because, you know, Gretchen and Abby, besties forever. Little lady talk there, find a creepy abandoned building in the woods. We go in there. Oh, before this, there's there's a lot of owls. There's an owl outside her house at the beginning. It's the Goblin King. There's an owl. <laughs> yeah, it's Jareth, the, the, the Goblin King. Yeah, yeah. And then there's an owl in front of this abandoned house as well. And then we, uh, we go in there, we're walking around. There's, you know, childhood legends of this building being haunted, so they knew it existed. We go in there, and then, you know, spooky stuff starts to happen they put their hands through an opening and it's so black in there that their hands just disappear and the shadow was moving working its way up right right shadow shadow's shouldn't moving. do that and then they, they think they're starting to trip but then they both hear a, a sound oh lsd only makes you see things like they're experts like you don't hear things i'm pretty sure you hear things too yeah not in my experience huh Anyway, see some spooky shadows and spooky stuff happens and then they freak out and then they run. Well, there's like this egg thing in like a like a nest kind of thing. A little sh little shrine. There's a mattress. You got to be comfy. If I walk into an abandoned building, I hear a noise and then I see a mattress, I'm gone. I'm taking my pants off. I'm lying down on the mattress. Let's go. If I see just the weird wooden little shrine thing, I'm okay with that. It's the mattress that tells me, oh no, really? someone lives here. I don't know. I think your priorities are all backwards. The, you see the shrine, you leave. No, I'm not worried about the shrine. You should be. I know, but I'm not. 
I'm not. You're you're gonna die in a horror movie, but that's fine. Probably. So then the spookiness happens. They start running. Abby's in the lead. Gretchen falls down. So Abby's running, but she keeps hearing Gretchen saying, "Hey, I'm right behind you. Keep going. Keep going." Gretchen gets up and running. And she keeps hearing Abby yell, "Hey, I'm over here. I'm over here." Straight up demonic manipulation right off the bat. We know. Oh no, one of you is screwed. <laughs> did you think it would be Blondie, or did you think it would be Pizza Face that got possessed? Well, I guess you. I knew, knew it would be Blondie. Ryan, which did you think? <laughs> I thought it was going to be Blondie because the opening shots of this movie where it's doing all its beautiful just visual storytelling. The owl was outside Blondie's house. Yeah, the owl was outside Blondie's house. Gretchen, Gretchen's mother makes sure that she has her chain crucifix displayed, wipes off her her lipstick before she leaves the house. She also gave Gretchen the red apple. So once the spookiness started, probably Blondie. Right, and for Blondie, for Gretchen being in the uh, religious household, you would think her parents would be a lot more useful with her being possessed. You know, jump right into that. No, she took drugs she's not possessed she took drugs took drugs and got raped but uh, that the got raped is in like lowercase letters but the took drugs is in big uppercase in their mind that's the consequence of her taking drugs so that's still her fault i don't like that. parents of the, you're not supposed to like that. yeah their parents were useless and awful i i didn't like that god awful they had good fashion though he, he wearing that sweater around oh the, god the neck Ooh. that Good that, stuff. That wig? Yeah. Yeah, the wig on uh, Mama Lang. Oh, God. They get separated. Abby comes back with the other girls, finds her in the house. We get another little jump scare. Gretchen is obviously pissed that Abby left her in the spooky house. So that's our setup. What makes this movie fun? Lemon Brother. So you've got your main cast, and they're in a traditional horror movie. Yeah. But then you've got the Lemon Brothers, who are in a different movie. The Cheddar Goblin and Mandy actually came into the movie, Yes. Here's why I think it's so fun. Every time you watch an exorcism movie, the entire time it's just dark, foreboding, like it's beating you down. This is an exorcism that's taking place in the middle of just a fun 80s teen movie world. The demon, I'm going to go name drop here, Andres. (gasps) Don't give it power. I know, I know. Andres, that's what I love about this movie. The the first half of the movie is spent having Gretchen go bad. I mean, first, you know, we see her start to get sick and start showing signs of the demon and she's falling apart. You know, we can't help her. The excessive amounts of throw up throughout the movie is fantastic. When she finally breaks and the demon gets more control, now the demon is working to fully isolate Gretchen to get her on her own so it can have complete and utter control. And so it is forcing her to do these things to each one of her friends to get them to leave her alone. And that's why we get giving the weight-concerned Margaret the tapeworm eggs, trying to kill poor little Glee with her peanut allergy, and getting Abby, her best friend, fully exposed in front of the teacher she's crying on and her worst fear as was established from the lake scene is why she didn't get in the water of having her makeup washed off to expose all her pimples gotta say she didn't look that bad oh no she's fine so it's the heartbreaking part is the entire time Gretchen's still in there she has to be a part of this she still has the little slip like the writing in the notebook and stuff to help me she's still fighting to get out we, we there's this internal struggle going on and the demon's doing such a good job of just pushing the friends so obviously like glee and margaret i don't think they're very good friends uh <laughs> but abby like it even manages to push her what is it layla's no lila's love you like a sister oh is that what that was yeah pushes her lila apart by just digging at her biggest insecurity using gretchen's own knowledge against her friends to push them away and that's to me that's the worst part of her possession yeah but she started looking good 
So maybe it's worth it. When it's getting bad, like she's getting like all the mouth sores and all that looking like death. But she gets Sith mouth for a while there. Yeah, yeah. Sith mouth. But then, yeah, she it, it crosses to that next threshold. And now she's walking back in. Makeup's on point. Out, outfit's on point, And starts just mean girling it up to an extent of we're going to kill her. She becomes, it's like Heather's too at that point. So I think Andres has missed his call. He should not be uh, possessing people to cause havoc. He should be uh, one of the queer eye for straight guys kind of. Dude. We're gonna give you like big time makeover. You're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Now, before Gretchen has her full turn into pretty demon possessed, we have our Lemon Brothers show up at our Catholic private school to put on their performance. I would say this is where the movie starts. You guys love the Lemon Brothers? Yes. We're here to lift you up to the Lord. What is not to love about Lemon, you know? Before they showed up, I was like, eh, this movie's kind of not really doing anything for me. But then immediately I'm like, oh, I'm back on board. I didn't have the Lim- Lemon Brothers. I had a different three set of muscle men who visited at our middle school. And they had this, there was no religious connotation because public, public school, right? But they were still talking to us about abstinence. But the entire time they were giving this speech, they're doing, they're bending metal bars. <laughs> I think one of them might have been juggling some kind of weights or something. One of them did the trick where you put the bar in your mouth and then the two other guys were pulling it down around him. What kind of carny shit did they let in your school? You know what? Whatever it was, it buried deep, deep within my soul and the Lemon Brothers. It was a deep, it was a very heavy load. And all I can say is thank you for taking my load. Thank you for taking my load, Jesus. What I also appreciate about this movie is that the characters in the movie laugh at this. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's no there's no high school kid that's not going to just die at that. Everything that's crazy, the stupidest stuff that happens in this movie, there are characters within it that are naturally reacting to it. It feels good. The whole environment they're in for the whole movie, it feels right. That's where we meet our Lemon Brothers, and while they're performing, the youngest one, Christian's out there tossing out, I think it was like little cross lanyard keychain things, and he spots Gretchen while she's still out there with the Sith mouth, and he kind of is like staring at her, and she He's over there like breathing heavy and kind of freaking out a little bit. He kind of like, uh. So then we're like, okay, this guy sees something. He knows something's up. It's kind of freaking him out a little bit. These guys are maybe legit. They're maybe they're not all just muscles. Maybe they're maybe their faith is as strong as their flesh. <laughs> <laughs> like I could tell, like these guys have definitely taken a few loads from Jesus. I mean, yeah. Think how much protein is in those loads. Yeah, and that yogurt. So we've set up, we've got the lemon brothers, we've got our friend group, we got the asshole boyfriend. We've got the demon possessing Gretchen who is trying to isolate herself from everyone else. So, you know, she's more vulnerable. We, we've isolated her. Abby thinks after Gretchen comes, escapes while she's, you know, feeling bad. Abby thinks that Gretchen has been raped by Wallace. So she tries to go to Gretchen's parents and say, hey, she got raped, even though Gretchen asked her not to tell anyone. But the parents focus only on the fact that they did drugs. They don't care about the raping. So when they don't care, she goes to the head nun of the school and tries to tell her and she already got a phone call from Gretchen's parents and she basically is threatened to get thrown out of the school for telling lies about Gretchen. Nobody cares that she was raped. They only care that she did drugs. I said this earlier, but I don't like that. Uh, yeah, that's not great. And then we catch the Lemon Brothers ad on TV and that's when Abby rem- 
remembers, oh, that young hunk of a man there had a had a visceral reaction to seeing Gretchen. Maybe he knows. Let's go find these Lemon Brothers. So we go to the mall. Oh my God, I wish malls didn't die. I would go hang out in the mall right now if it looked like that. Though we find our Lemon Brothers. We talk to little Chrissy boy and the, the older brother's like, come on, dude, if you're not you know, over here, like we're leaving, we're gonna leave you. You're gonna have to find your own ride. So clearly big brothers are uh, down on little butter Christian. Little, little butter, little brother Christian. Yeah, little butter. Christian's over there like, look, I've got the gift of discernment, okay? Our mom died in a car crash, and she came to me and told me that she was okay. She didn't come to them, she came to me. And your, your friend? Oh, yeah. Big time possessed. I see it every time I go to a high school. There's, yeah, there's always one. There's always there's one. Always one. And he he drops though like everything that's been happening to her. He mentions it. Yeah. So he's right. Yeah. So is there one per high school? Every high school class? I don't know. I believe it. But I think there's I think there's one at my workplace right now. <laughs> Look, there might be. But in order to get him on board, he's just like, yeah, let's get some yogurt, <laughs> and he goes to town on that yogurt, and he's all excited. He's gung ho. He's like, Look, we gotta exercise your friend, and not in the way that we're over here exercising for the Lord. <laughs> I love that normally your exorcist is an old dude who's stoic and has done it a billion times and knows exactly what he's doing and you don't get that feeling from him at all. Right, and I, I think the book goes and he's further so, into he's it. he's so excited about it. He, he is. If, if I recall, I think the older brothers had done this before. And he watched. Like he wanted to... He wanted to prove himself and kind of go at it on his own. Well, in the movies, like, oh yeah, we do th- we did this all the time. I mean, well, they did it. I watched, but we do it all the time. He's like, okay, we got to go get your friend. Wait, he has experience kidnapping high school girls. <laughs> yeah, he knows that I can normally lift a seventy pound high school girl, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it must be the it must be the demon. She's a little heavier. <laughs> So Abby Abby breaks into Gretchen's house and then opens a pill into her drink and then stirs it and the demon Gretchen you know finds her because she can't get out of the house and why couldn't she not know how to work a locked door? Look, you panic. It's probably push, not pull. And she's in there, and she knocks Abby down. She's, you know, about to... We're assuming that she's going to play the angle that, oh, you broke into my house. I was just defending myself with the knife. And she takes one little sip of her Coke. It's Diet Coke. Diet Coke. And it drops her. Also, the amount of ice, perfect ice, that came out of that fridge so quickly. The technology was better back then. I would like to get a fridge like that one day. Yeah, one day. You'd like one that works. Yeah, that'd be good. What What do you say it was? A, it was GHB? Yeah, what is that? I'm guessing growth hormone something. He said the weightlifters use it all the time, but... If you take too much, you just pass out? Drop. But she had a sip. A little bit. And it was one pill she busted into that? She's real tucking out. And what'd she, what she say when it starts to hit her? She's like, oh, you... It was great, though. It's like, oh, you bitch, or something like that. Uh, oh, you little scam. <laughs> she she passes out and now we cut to Christian Lemon and Abby taking Gretchen back to the cabin, you know, because it's isolated and whatnot. And we are tying her up to the bed and Christian's all excited, like, yep, tying up a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> He's singing a little song. He, he says that. He says that. Tying up a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah, it's great. He is so excited. He's so pumped for this. I, I, I live for his energy here. And he, um, he, he's giving her the rundown before we go in there the usual like don't engage with the demon i have to break it and get its name you know that that's a victory we need that at this point we already know the demon's name right right because abby yeah abby stole gretchen's trapper keeper which i think i had that exact trapper keeper with the help notes scrawled in it well yeah with the help notes 
and it was funny kim had no idea what a trapper keeper was so they were just living a different life in hawaii i guess because i was like you didn't ever have a trapper keeper it's like that thing is legit and yeah so we see the demon's name which andres written on the wall in one of the pictures my favorite persona summon <laughs> <laughs> big owl man which th- they have a description uh, naked owl man naked owl they have a description of andres there's a drawing of him in the sketchbook that is one-to-one with the persona demon that's fantastic they say uh, the myth of Andrus, which I I thought it was Sandra spelled backwards, but it's not. That'd be Sardna. That's on me. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah. He's he's the he or she. I guess there's not really any sex to demons, but the the sixty third spirit is a great marquee who commands thirty legions that has the body of an angel and the head of a raven cat owl who rides a black wolf and carries a pointed saber and he too escalates quarrels and discord. I kind of wanted to see him riding a black wearing a pointed saber after reading that i was like well where was that also i was i was really only getting owl i didn't get raven or cat there was none that's right so yeah we're in there he's doing his thing he's <laughs> what what is he flinging on her fa- her face sea salt <laughs> oh beautiful salt <laughs> He's salting her down like a snail. A big buff guy like that throwing salt full force at your face? How do you think that's going to feel? I'm not a teenage girl tied to a bed. I am also, I'm not a girl. You have been a slug and snail before. <laughs> How did it feel when you got, got salted? Did it feel he good? Felt, <laughs> did you like it? He felt attacked. I mean, look, if it goes in your eyes, that's going to hurt. I don't think she was shutting her eyes. Well, just close your eyes, dum-dum. Also, he went through an entire big thing of salt so quick it's like i gotta yeah i gotta go yeah! get more. he's trying to get the name and then she's just like oh, i know his name it's andres and he's like ah he's like hey oh, get, all right come over here come come here they have to do a timeout so he can scold her he's i think he was oh, a little he was embarrassed. Super embarrassed in front of the demon yeah she embarrassed him in front of the demon i appreciate the realism they don't often talk about exorcists having to go out in the middle and like carbo load well no he was protein loading yeah protein loading <laughs> like when he said Pro- that protein oh can i go protein load yeah, it, i die it's a lot of energy to do a good exorcism and then he's eating his chicken while they're going over what they're gonna do next oh my God. So she na- he's like, look, I have to get it to tell me its name, okay? You can't just tell me. This is important to me. Th- it's important to me. I have to break him. So his enthusiasm is for him to do this, not to save the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We go back in there and he uh, he's like, oh, here's a drink. And she drinks and then she starts freaking out. It's like, holy water. <laughs> Then he pulls out the funnel and the gallon jug, and he is just dumping water down this girl's throat. And I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Hey, it's effective. It's in page seven of the exorcism handbook for weightlifters. Yes, just drown, drown your possessed victim. I guess that's what he wanted to do after that, is fill the bathtub with holy water and then literally drown her. And that's where Abby drew the line. (laughs) Which is a fair line to draw. And then he's like, okay, you didn't like that. What's he do next? He goes and gets the kettle that's got hot, I don't know, like hot holy water in it or something. <laughs> I like to imagine it's just hot water. I'm not entirely sure what the plan was actually with that. Other than he's just like, no, you got to let me careful. It's hot. Now get up. No, it's, oh, it's hot. hot. And I'm like, what are you going to do with this hot water? I've, I've seen it before. That It's like we have to mar the flesh to weaken the demon's hold on it, which if you recall earlier in the movie, Gretchen herself was like stabbing herself with the pen and hurting herself to kind of get to the front of the brain there and kind of control herself a little bit. Like that's how, one of the ways she was able to fight past the demon's control here and there. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Because you, now you're making this movie sound smarter than I thought it was. I, I yeah, it, yep, yeah, okay. Doing intentional self 
self-harm uh, self as a way to use the pain as a way of staying in control. Right, it was focusing her brain. Like whenever she was on the toilet stabbing herself with the push pin, she, that was Gretchen then. That was her actually talking to Abby. You're right. Like, okay. Okay. Throughout the movie, and it was great because it wasn't always clear. Gretchen was slipping through, and that was so it wasn't just the notes. When we see her in the car and she's got the scratch marks on her arm, that's that's her trying to claw the demon out. Also, when the demon pulls the blankie off of her, why why do they always go for the blankie? Because you get cold, and that's the worst thing they can do to you. Everyone knows the blanket is sacred. It is the protective turtle shell when you're sleeping, and you, you remove your, your, your protective turtle shell, and now you're vulnerable. If you pull the blanket over your head, nothing bad can happen to you. That's, that's every demon. It's holy ground for Highlander. Every demon res respects it. But the demon just pulled the blankie off. Well, yeah, because now they've taken you off holy ground. <laughs> you just drag him, kick him in the nuts, drag him off holy ground. You have to tuck the blanket under the mattress. Then they can't do that. Everyone knows that. And get a weighted blanket. That oh my God, weighted lift. blankets are so good. There you go. And you know, the Lord helps me lift my load so I can get out of the blanket. So he was going to dump the boil. I assumed he was going to dump the boiling water down the funnel into her throat. That's what I was hoping. I, I was hoping for that as well. I wanted to see that. This movie is good popcorn, but I wish it had gone further into terms of craziness. More body horror? More body horror, a little bit grosser, a little bit more extreme. That tapeworm getting pulled out kind of gave me a little bit of what I wanted. Oh my God. I... Margaret's punishment, getting her 11 foot hose thick oh tapeworm pulled out of her mouth and then snatched by a dog <laughs> and ripped out was amazing okay yes loved it tip of that thing come out of her mouth and start reaching for the ice cream yes oh my god yeah that was that was fantastic and i said hallelujah yeah and then the dog runs in there saves the day saves the day well not really though because she's got a lot more in her She's got a lot more in her. Yeah, she does. As we find out, they're still pulling them out of her, I'll, like even the next day or something. Yeah, the first. So like more, more of that stuff, I think, because the beginning of the movie, at least for me, I had really good, what I'll say is visual storytelling, where I'm understanding who all the characters are just by what they're wearing, their interactions, and it's pretty quick, all right? I know exactly who everyone is, motivations, all that good stuff. And then after the possession, it's a little bit slow in between Gretchen uh, getting messed up and then messing with her friends. And so I think the only t next time where I got really into it was once we yanked that mm -hmm. worm. Big moments. Yeah. And so once we're starting at the exorcist part, the exorcism, this is where the movie really should have cranked up that kind of vibe. Like she didn't even really do any crazy possessed stuff when she's in the bed. She just did a bridge and that's not that crazy. I I mean, you do that every morning just to stretch. I mean, on the one hand, like, yeah, I get it. Like, obviously, I want more, like, crazy messed up stuff. But on the other hand, I mean, we've got other movies that do that for us. I think the juxtaposition of Lemon being so into it, but then also all the nasty stuff happening would have been great. Would have been better. Oh, yeah. Like, we need a Lemon Brothers movie where they run around and do this. Like, that's... Th that's the big takeaway. Is All right, we, re we remake The Exorcist. They are The Exorcist. Oh, and it goes so much better for them. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they get thrown through a window, but because they're so fit, they just roll. Yeah, you can't. Tuck and roll. You can't break that neck. Yeah. That's too much muscle. Yeah. And they're going to land on the cross that they're carrying at all times. Absolutely. Let's write this movie. We're halfway there. You know, he gets tackled, can't, not allowed to dump the boiling water down her throat. And they're laying there. It's like, he's like, you know what? Good call. I was out of control. I crossed the line there. Like, that's smart. Good job. Good on him for recognizing that. 
Right, so he he leaves again. She covers Gretchen up with the blankie, and then they go back in there to try this again. Now it's his mother's voice who died in the car crash. Oh, Dimmy! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dimmy! Why you do this to me, Why you do this to me, Dimmy? Then he takes the blanket off, and it's his mother, and it's all sweet, and it's like, this ain't gonna stay sweet. Yeah, I came to you, and I told you it was all good, but I lied. I was alive for 15 minutes trapped in the car. I was alive when it caught on fire. That's where he draws the line. Nope, nope, nope. Mom catches on fire there in the bed. He's like, okay, I'm out of here. Goes back in the living room. He's like, what? We got to, Abby's like, we got to save, we got to save. Hey, look, you've got my number. Here's the Bible. You got this. (laughs) Call me. Let me know how it it goes. And he's been, his brothers have done these before. He's been a part of this. uh, No demons tried that tactic before, but okay. I just love that he's just like, no, (laughs) that's it for me. I'm gone which clearly shows again he didn't care about gretchen it was all in the glory for him it's fine because it paves the way for the true lord and savior to come in and save the day right boy george boy george boy george absolutely so you know quick cut abby goes back in there gretchen's gone she uh telling her like whispering like oh you should leave you should leave well, I, I'm not going to leave you. We're, we're Lila's. Look, we're besties. I'm saving you. I don't know how I'm saving you. Power goes out. Like, yeah, you should have left. Da, 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 da. Gretchen and Abby kind of have a little tussle. Abby's got a fire poker. Gretchen runs right into it, punctures the stomach. So the demon didn't like that. Demon screams. The demon don't like iron. Yeah, demon don't like iron. That's exactly what I thought. Iron poker. That was my takeaway. Yeah. They don't explicitly say that, but hey, we're all fairly well versed in you know, we're all a little spooky. We're all a little spooky. Do you guys want to start a faith-based exorcism like team in real life? Yeah. We got to have faith, faith, the faith. Yeah. So then, okay. So then the demon has to go recover. So then we cut to the abandoned shack or whatever. A lot of owls. A lot of owls at this point. A lot of owls. And Lemon, you know, in his story earlier mentioned like, oh yeah, you see a lot of owls. Like, yeah, they know their master's near. We find her laying on that mattress I mentioned earlier. Now this is when Abby goes to work with the real exorcism. And how does that go? Blech. Well, before that, uh, the power, power of Borgeoge, Bar- Boy George, power of Borgeoge compels you. I'm afraid we're gonna have to cut you from our newly formed exorcist band. You're just not pulling you got your mush, own verbal. You got mush mouth on tambourine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she starts just listing all their favorite '80s. Yeah, their big memories, right? everything they've done, like her, their best friend moments, which I do love that, you know, one of them thinks they're going to eventually marry Boy George and they don't know. Not, they don't know. Love Culture Club. I appreciate that we actually got Karma Chameleon in there. Uh, <laughs> I was so happy and surprised. So, look, it had a budget. It was on Amazon. We're, we're hitting it with all the best friend moments and then, you know, like, oh, just leave me. Let it take me. No, no, I'll never leave you. Da, 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 da. Then as Daniel so eloquently put it, Bleh. we have a lot of you but this time it's a little bit different because we start to see something rise out of it now here's where i was hoping that that it would be the owl demon from persona and that would have been tight instead we got like a weird gray baby hellboy it's it's a weird harry potter goblin yeah it's like uh yeah. who's that little guy nobby nobby it's doblin doblin doby there's, yeah. there's frodo so this is what doby got up to after Master gave him a sock. <laughs> I know I that sock. <laughs> he says, with this sock, I become the master. So then we get we get this little demon Andros, like, in physical form, which 
It seems like a big step, but okay. He was adorable. He charges him. Pick up the alcoholic beverage that's like 180 proof that they, the church school referred to as rape juice and get a lighter and she has an epic spit flamethrower. Torches the demon, which doesn't seem like it'd be an issue for a demon, but maybe it is. You'd think a demon would be okay with fire. Yeah, you'd think, but maybe it's the rape juice. Uh, you're saying the demon doesn't like the rape juice. Yeah, nobody does. That's not even cool in hell. Like, don't do not do that. And we burn him up and, you know, all's kosher. We're all good now. You know, oh, is it over? Oh, yeah, I think I, th- I think it's over. Then we cut to Gretchen. They're moving. And they were planning on moving before this whole thing happened anyway. That was a point. Like, oh. But now they definitely have to move, especially because we, we skipped over her having to go to the bathroom and the nurse not letting her. So she just pees in a trash can. In front of the whole class. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to move after that. So they're moving. Abby shows up to, you know, get her goodbyes to Gretchen. Yeah, we'll stay besties forever. And don't worry. And and like, is it over? And it's like, well, I don't think it's ever really over, but hey, you did it, but I think it'll be fine. It's like, yeah, and then, you know, cry and drive off, whatever. And then it cuts back. And then what do we see in the tree? An owl. Uh, the, go- the goblin <laughs> king again. Yeah, and you know what this movie did after that that I love? That I, I wish every movie did? Uh, 20 years later, what happened? What happened to our characters? Okay, Asian girl starts, d- does like uh, allergy. I don't fucking the allergy awareness allergy thing awareness gets it. Thing. Gets um, peanuts replaced by pretzels on airplanes. Lusty does counseling schools about body image issues. And she also is the author of a book series about killer worms. About killer, killer worms. worms, that's right, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Wally drinks too much grape juice. Drops out of college. And then he goes back as the, the caretaker of and the lives area. With the, and lives with his mom. Christopher Lemon got it's Christian out. Lemon. Sorry, Christian. Sorry, the actor's name's Christopher. Gets kicked out of the Lemon Brothers group. And starts his own yogurt company. Yeah, starts his own yogurt company, which made me a little bit sad. What was the name of the yogurt company? Uh, something like Spirit Lift Yogurt or Yogurt Lift Spirit. I think it was like Spirit Yogurt or something. Something like that, yeah. Gretchen and Abby just... They, they stay friends and live happily ever after. And the owl uh, goes back to his little labyrinth and... You know, hooting around, taking babies. How do you guys feel about the movie? Liked it. Didn't love it, but liked it. Yeah? Right, right? I, I, I think it is at least three times better. <laughs> I'll say five times. Shark side five times better than Shark. Fantastic. Would you watch this again? I think I would watch this again if I was showing it to someone. I don't. I'm not going to watch it on my own. Correct. You'd definitely show it to someone just for that tapeworm scene. Well, there's the tapeworm scene and then there's one other scene we didn't mention. It's when we, the first time we get the pea soup, it's they're all at the table and they're trying, they're, they're trying. pukes on the boyfriend. <laughs> they're tra- Yeah, they're trying to get Gretchen to eat something and she throws a sandwich away and then she calls him, says you got a micro pea. A little peanut. Yeah, well, you smell like spit and (laughs) all this stuff. And then just out of nowhere, just pea soup immediately. And I'm like, oh, God, bathe in it. Good stuff. And he was looking like he was about to throw up, and I was hoping he would do the same thing right back on her, and then it would be a cycle. For, for that and the tapeworm, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it went full Linda Blair. Does this make you want to pick up the book? No. No? No. But I would I would read the other guy's the, his other stuff. Like I said, I enjoyed the book. It's been a while since I read it. Uh, I feel like the movie hits all the, the points of it. If you just want more Lemon Brothers, I mean, to revisit that, that'd be fun. But yeah, I would, I would highly recommend picking up any of his other stuff. I think you guys would love 
Love Horror Store by Grady Hendrix. They even make the book look like a fake Ikea catalog. It has little pictures of Ikea products from hell throughout it, which are fantastic. He also has co-wrote some other fun things like uh, Satanic Panic. That was a fun movie. Check out at least Grady's other books. Does anybody have any other fun Exorcist movies they'd uh, recommend to go along with this? My best friend's (laughs) wedding. I'm here for it. Because if you think about it, she might be possessed the whole time and they just don't show that part because she's trying to ruin this wedding. And what kind of a monster would do that for someone that they used to know? Somebody! But based on like the tone of this movie and the subject matter, an, an author would be, I'd recommend is Jeff Strand. Yeah, I just recently started his, some of his work. Specifically, uh, Benjamin's Parasite. I read that. Did you? Yeah. Ooh, I'll check that out. Here we go, spinoff cast. <laughs> well, I just finished my first one of his. It was Clowns vs. Spiders, and that was fantastic. At the end of the day, we just all need to like give it up to the Almighty and thank him for taking our load. Just take our load, oh Lord. <laughs> Take our load. Can I get that on a shirt? Okay, guys, that about wraps it up for our talk on my best friend's exorcism. Wedding. Oh, God. As always, I've been your horrible host, Kenny. I'm a horrible podcaster, Daniel. I'm an 11-foot tapeworm, Ryan. And we've had a fantastic time with tapeworms. What? Wait, what? (laughs) Tapeworms. Fry them up with some oil. Delicious. They're just great. (laughs) What? Delicious. What just happened? Don't even worry about it. Let's get out of here, fellas. We will see you all next time on the Horrible Opinions Podcast. Goodbye. Wash your hands. I love you.